Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Camille, how you doing? Good. How are you? Good. Excited? (laughs) Well, we're going to touch on a topic today that was actually brought by a listener. Yes. What is it, Camille? Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the expectations for a female in a male-dominated industry. But I also want to hit on women working with women, because I know Michaela can definitely speak on that. So essentially, we're talking about workplaces. Yes. Yeah, I see we do it like an interview style still. I like that. I like that. Let's do you first. Wait. (laughs) You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question first. Okay. Yeah. yeah, nasty. Yeah, I am. I'm like, what? You're my wife. It's fine. I'm like, it's what? fine. Everything's fine. So what? what how could you say? Ugh. I said we just go word for word, question for question. Okay, okay. Alternate. So what? What is it like working with women? What What are some things you have to deal with? I mean, I'm pretty sure they're already obvious because I've had my fair share of women minorly before. So I've worked in like a couple different environments, and it seems like with each job. You, you still get the same people. Yeah. You get the ass kissers. Yeah. You get the people that are just, I don't know, they, they do things difficult. Mm-hmm. And then you get like, I've, I've met really great people. Mm-hmm. So for the bad people, I've met great people. And I've carried that with me. Yeah. But you do get the ones that are just terrible. Like dramatic. Dramatic, like thrive on that shit. Yes, that's, that was my experience when I was a dental assistant. That's what I dealt with most. Yeah, like I could only imagine. Yeah, because I mean, my last job it went smooth. I would say. I mean, I did have my bumps in the road, mm-hmm. but no, you didn't have much complaints. I'm kidding. I, I mean, I don't want to shit on them. That's fine. Just because it was, I did love it. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I've met, I think I've taken the most coworkers from there mm-hmm. that I'm still in touch with. Oh, that's good. That's how I feel about the minds. Mm-hmm. It's just knowing where you feel comfortable in. And I think that's why there's a reason why I left working with women to go work with a bunch of men because I'm, I don't know, I blended well. Plus I was always a bro. Yeah. It worked out for me because I've always been like, I know deep down it was always just like a slight bit of a bro. See, and I think that's where I am because I was with people that essentially weren't dramatic. I mean, we'd have our little like jokes mm-hmm. about stuff, but I don't know. For me, I'd rather focus on the good rather than the bad because yeah. there was out of the 10 goods, there was one bad. Mm-hmm. And I choose to focus on that. Yeah. No, I get that. And that's what made the workplace horrible for me. That's understandable. I don't know. I, I, like I said, me, I was just never a fan of working with women. Yeah. Unless it was like in a mining aspect. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like the best way I could put it is just like with mining, I, I did, I didn't mind, but it was one of those. You found your people. I just, yeah, no matter what, I like found my people. And I was like doing rugged work. I was never cut out to do, you know, politically agreed upon or politically correct work for women mm-hmm. and no shots at anybody during this it was just I really enjoyed rugged work I yeah. liked working out of my expectations and proving myself wrong every day yeah that like I could do everything the challenge there. of it yeah. it was just a constant challenge I, I always thrived on my own doubts and others doubts because it just like motivated me mm-hmm. I think 
that's one thing that I was stuck in an office all day. And that's what mentally got to me. I talked to my patients, but you, when you have a bad day, it does reflect on your work. And when you're working in the public, it can come and bite you in the ass. Yeah. And that's where it got me. So it's like, I do think I'd rather be working with machinery and... I don't know, dude. I think you'd be a great, like, I'd imagine us on the leech beds. I watch so many sunrises, and when we are, like, stringing leech pads, so when we're stringing leech pads, it's like you're hooking up major water lines, so, like, your drip lines for your, like, lawn systems. Yeah. It's the exact same thing, right? Mm -hmm. And a leech pad is just, you know, a good way of processing or leaching, which is just stripping the gold from low grade ore that's like the most efficient way of getting the rest of the ore, or the, the rest of the gold out that you can yeah and doing that like you're just riding four wheel around stringing out lines sitting there bullshitting starting up each pad and as you're starting it up you're waiting for them to add on to the next pad and then you're stringing that pad and harita <laughs> is that harritos added an s Whatever I call it, Kayla. Jesus, <laughs> don't 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 Spanish. Don't dumb me down. <laughs> some some Spanish I could speak very clearly, but not only that. I mean, they were great. They were flexible with the kids. Like if I needed to leave to pick up my kid, I did. But it wasn't worth it at the end. Yeah. And so it was just like, no, okay, no, I'm out, dog. Like, oh, I thought you were being serious. I thought you were like cutting it right now. I was like. <laughs> Whoa, what? <laughs> what did I do? I can put my like, down. I was like, drink the last sip of it. I'm done. I'm just teasing. <laughs> I can't work under these circumstances. <laughs> it's a lot of noise in the background. But no, I don't think I'm cut out for office. Because I'm socially awkward. Well, I feel like you have to know your limits. Because I went from a mill operator, so like working with a bunch of guys, working to where I was just like doing constant cleanup, minor equipment working. Well, I'm not whistling right into it. <laughs> oh, what's that one one guy? <laughs> but regardless, oh my god, look at as a reflex. Do it right into the mic. Oh, no, ASMR for you guys. I must. Oh, give me some tums. We want to do mukbangs too. <laughs> that is mukbangs. <laughs> Do you say mukbangs? I thought that's what it was called. Mukbangs, I think. <laughs> I could be wrong too. I don't know, dude. Okay, but anyway, <laughs> like I liked being outside the office because when I went from mill operator to lab or met lab, mm-hmm. I could not sit in one room. I had like I made it a point to try and go outside more or go socialize more. I liked working outside or just being able to do heavy work versus working with little beakers. Yeah. And doing everything at like a smaller scale versus what I was doing in the field. Like I understood what I was doing in the lab. Yeah. But it was just really hard to stay motivated or really enjoy my job. And I think you have to know your limits when you pick out your career. Because if you don't enjoy what you're doing, you're going to dread it every day. Oh, gosh. I feel like that's the worst, too. It's because we're only here for a short bit, if you really think about it. Yeah. And, I mean, you could save all the money in the world, but at the end of the day. But what is your bank account going to say about you once you're six feet under? The and you have nothing to show for it. That bitch had a lot of Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bury I'm me like, with my Stanley, please. I'm like, I'm trying to cut back on coffee. So I haven't seen Sierra driving in a while or anything like that. But we'll go back there. Yeah, yeah. Eventually. I'm trying to limit myself. <sighs> but life's too short. I'm just I'm like, there's there's hey, two and, mindsets. And, and I'm like, that's my thoughts. And then Cameron's like, 
stop buying fucking coffee. I know, Brock's like... No, he's like, just buy less. And I'm like, buy more? More? You said more? Did you say more? Dude, that's me with my fucking cups. Like, they do a drop every other week, I fucking swear. And my ass is over here. Like, <laughs> oh, I need another one. <laughs> why, Michaela? Why? <laughs> so that's why I've said, just bury me with them, okay? Just bury her with their spammies. <laughs> Ain't nobody gonna enjoy them after I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's see. Back, back on topic. <laughs> I'm like, let's let's veer back. Let's veer back. The ADHD's so, kicking in. <laughs> that was bad right there. We're feeling very hyper today. And so it's because I finally had a soda. I met my macros. I met my protein goal. So I'm gonna cheat a little and have a burrito. But okay, back format. back. Oh, back sorry. At it. My, okay, no, that's my bad. Um, so tell me, what are what was a main challenge of working with more women than working with men? I don't know. I feel like men get bitchy too. Oh, they definitely. Oh, dude. So I'm no, not I, trying to go I'm there. Not, oh, I could definitely hit on that for sure. No, well, but that's the thing is everybody is catty, and I overanalyze things. I mean, there's times where I call you and I'm like, oh my god, I think they're mad at me. Oh, dude, I'm, and you have to be like calm. That's why you're my person. Yeah, calm. Nobody <laughs> understands it because yeah. I do. My current job makes fun of me because I overthink everything. Like they'll flat out tell everybody. Don't worry her too much because she's going to overthink it. Don't talk to her too much about it because she's going to overthink it or watch what you say. And I'm like, I remember I would hey. just come into work and apologize for my to my coworker about something. And she would be like, what are you even? I don't I didn't even remember you saying that. And I was like, I'm sorry. She's like, that's our demeanor, though, is we joke around. So why are you overthinking it? See, I do that still to this day, but I've come to realize I need to stop apologizing for the way I am. I do, too. The job does not need me, and I don't need it. Oh, dude. You know? That was the most... And I get it, because they... Where I was worked, it was like... They had to train people, or they would drown. Yeah. But they literally had my replacement the day that I put my two weeks in. I remember. That was crazy, because you called me during lunch, and you're like, you wouldn't believe what I'm doing today. And I was like, what are you doing? And you're like, training my replacement. I was like, holy shit, dude that quick yeah like it's, it's pretty sad like and here i was feeling like torn up about put my two weeks in yeah. and prioritizing myself but people really don't understand the saying like you have a life outside of work out of work yeah you're, well, in I'm, fact you're there for your life like well that's what was hard at the mines because that money is so good and when i was a single mom it was just constantly calling to me Hey, I'm doing something with my kids' life by providing them everything I didn't have as a kid, blah, blah, blah. And constantly thinking like that when I should have been like, hey, I'm making enough money to support us now. We're good. Yeah. Instead, I was working every seventh day, which is like just working seven days straight or seven days straight or any overtime day or they'd call me and I was 100% there, you know. So definitely one thing I realized when I was at the mines is I missed out on a lot with my kids' life. Your first child. With my first kid. And so what I had to realize was when I got married and I figured out, you know, I finally came to terms with I'm not doing it by myself anymore and I do have help. We made a plan to figure out ways for me to work less in order to be around more because I could not tell you the regrets I carry as as a one single mom knowing how much time I missed out with my kiddo. Yeah. And then realizing there was going to be two soon. 
that like as soon as I found out I was gonna have two, I was like, no, I'm, I need to get out. Yeah. Like it, it was easy for me to leave, and especially during the circumstance. But we could hit that later. <laughs> That's another topic. Yeah. So my my question to you is, what was one of your biggest challenges of stepping up to a position of? Because I'm sure you got looked at like, oh, this is like a man's job. Why are they put? Yeah. Why are they putting you out here? So what was the biggest challenge? The biggest challenge was learning how, because it's easy to say, but never easy to figure out and do Mm -hmm. is working smarter, not harder. Yeah. Because just because I'm working with a bunch of men doesn't mean I wasn't effect effectively doing the work. It was figuring out how I could do it. Yeah. And dude, I did. I figured it out. And if I couldn't do it, I'd make sure I'd run equipment that could do, could keep up with the guys. Right? You have to figure out ways. The only way you can last out there is figuring out the ways of working with the men and also figuring out the tools that you need to make your job easier. Mm-hmm. And like, I swear, I learned from guys and they learned from me. It's not trying to be cocky by any means, but we figured out shit. Like there was a point where I was like, dude, I, I can effectively do this like the top tier, you know, operator yeah. in certain areas, like where I felt like I was very qualified. Maybe no, nobody else thought so, but like I was very confident in my job regardless of, you I, know, of my gender. I and feel not, like your mindset changes everything. Yeah. You have to be confident in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you are scared of what you're doing, you will fail. Yeah. That's like, that's the shitty way of doing it, but don't be scared of a fail. Take that as a lesson learned and moving on. Dude, that's one of the biggest things that I cannot preach enough is if I don't know. I would take it offensively when I would get my mistakes pointed out. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's but it's things like that. Take that. Okay, because I've always been bashed. Okay? Mm-hmm. Everybody. It's just a sense of bullying. You know, we someone's always got something to say. But what I've done is taking that mindset of, they just said that to me, and take that and fuel your fire. Yeah. Take that and put that fuel to your fire and light up whatever you needed to that was dragging down in your system and fucking light that fire up. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. because I feel like you need that in your soul to keep working harder or make the long days more effective. Yeah. Or more efficient because, God, I mean, there was always one guy talking shit to me constantly. And I started yelling at men. Just yeah. full blown, like, I think my crew knew, but when I was dealing with other men on site, I would, I didn't care if I got fired after so long. And that, that's where it got kind of scary in my career. Because I was tired of putting up with shit because of all that I took on. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this. Like, there's no way I'm taking on the flack that they're trying to pass on to me when I'm busting my ass as a single mom. But they're, they're going to be fine. Yeah. It's funny because I've seen that <laughs> in a different way almost. But, like, same. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's not just in a men's field. Dude, no. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there wasn't just men where I was working either. There was a bunch of women, too. But I feel like... I mean, this isn't a shot to anybody. You already were um, labeled. Oh, I was a target for sure. Uh, not even that. Just like, do they treat you less than? Like, oh, she's a... There's a term, and they call them mind horse. Yeah. Were you ever labeled like that? Or dirt rats. Mm, yeah, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. There is... There, oh, gosh, girl. Think about, like, middle school. They, you carry those terms all the way up to when you're older. Yeah. You know? It doesn't matter what they called me. I, I think at that point, like, it sucked to hear people make assumptions about me when I was just trying my best to just figure it out and do it the best I could. 
But like when I was getting sexually harassed, like I was telling you. Yeah. Actively grabbing my ass constantly, actively making sexual comments, making me feel terribly uncomfortable. See, and I've never experienced anything like that. Well, so like, like I told you, so my boss said either you could report him or you could work by yourself. And at that time, I wasn't, like, signed off on any equipment, so I couldn't run equipment to make my jobs easier. I would be shoveling all day, and physically, there was no way I could do that. There yeah. was no chance of me working smarter at that, or work, yeah, working smarter instead of harder. Mm-hmm. There was no chance. So I was like, well, something's got to happen. Yeah. And and then it was, like, I think two weeks after, it got really bad. And I think the guy caught wind that I said something, and he wasn't going to be in trouble. And I finally approached my boss at the time and I was like, you need to get him, you need to get him out. Yeah. Or I will go higher up. Like there's, this is the treatment that no woman should be put through. Yeah. And this is exactly why women are so scared to join into this field because of people like you. And I just, I had to have that conversation. I had to be confident because that boss also didn't believe that women should be working at the mines. And he constantly told me that too. Yeah. And so it was a rough start, but I was very grateful for at least how my career went. Yeah. See, I, I have never do- dealt with that. And I worked with doctors. I had four of them. And then I just, I've never experienced that. It's, it's honestly really rough because nobody, the constant question I got was like, this man was missing so many teeth and even later got arrested for, um, what did he do? Something about breaking a restraining order. And he had to call in from jail. Oh like, God. that's how he got fired from calling in from jail. But like, that's what it took. He lost, he, like this man, like looked homeless. Mm-hmm. I, if He was homeless, actually. Someone got him hired on. So he had no teeth, like very few teeth. And the funny question, and I'm a good looking girl. Okay. Oh, I, I'm a firm believer. Hey, even when I dress down at the mines, like I'm not fucking getting ready. I'm not putting on heavy amount of makeup. I'm. Maybe if I broke out, I'd put on a little bit of foundation just because I'm very self-conscious about my acne. But aside from that, like, I wouldn't be going above and beyond. And they'd ask me why this guy with maybe fucking 10 teeth in total mm-hmm. would be flirting with me. What am I doing to make that happen? That shit sucked to hear. Like, why isn't anything happening? And I've reported it to numerous people and I'm still being, uh, like, assaulted every day. So you were labeled. Oh, I was, I was labeled. Like, I was in... I was pushing it. I was pushing the note. And that sucked. I think that's what sucks in general, even outside of my personal life. You'll always, I'm always assumed as the, the whore. Oh, that's And maybe I had like a host streak. I don't think so though. And, and you know, you know all my secrets. You know damn near everything. Well, not okay? even that, but I feel like, okay, so going back to our relationship, like I feel like we thought we were family because yeah. our moms said they were cousins. Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't know for the longest time that we weren't until we did. Yeah, yeah. And so, even when we, because I remember my first homecoming, you were there and you were helping me pick out dresses. Mm-hmm. Not once did I ever think that of you. I always thought you were innocent and sweet. And that's really nice to hear, but I mean, you're also biased <laughs> in that situation because yeah, if you ask anybody else, they're like, "Oh, Camille did this and did this and did this," and it's like, I mean, to this day, I still hear men that I didn't even give a chance to. Yeah, never did anything with. And they're the first ones to call me whore. Yeah. That's how it was at the mines. Ugh. Because even if I, like, was too nice to somebody. Oh, like, if I, like, the older men were super nice to me. If I was too nice to them. Oh, you're just trying to be a sugar baby. You're just trying to get in with the guys. Or with the older guys. Like, what the fuck? Guys, what do I want with that? (laughs) 
I guess that leads me to, have you ever dealt with girls trying to edge very easily at men? Like trying to catch the wrong attention. Oh, absolutely. I think in every job, not every, there's been occasional that I haven't seen, but so I worked at a gym Mm -hmm. and no, even then I had, I was working with good employees. So I don't know. I don't think I've seen anything, but I do know people out of my personal life Mm -hmm. that do do that. Because there was girls, see, and this is where everyone had a bad taste in their mouth because there was girls at the mines, but do notorious things and they would get leveled up quick. So they would be moving up quick up the chain. Oh, shit. And where I was so close to a guy, I mean, I was farting and doing all the nasty things to prove that like I wasn't a whore and making it a point. Like, here's the thing. I was making a point to be super dude. Yeah. Okay. To the point that I was like talking about taking poops and stuff, like <laughs> doing the most. So guys would not even try and approach me like that. I don't and know. yet there was always that one girl. And that, that sucked. Cause I never wanted to assume that because I want to be a woman's woman, but there was girls that I knew would hook up with certain higher ups and, and then just, you just see them boom, 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 Moving pay up. raise. And I'm like, Yep. Well, I just spent six years of my life out here and I barely made it up there. I mean, and from a wife's standpoint of it, it's very hard. It's hard. Yeah. But I, my husband had two people on this crew that I trust with my life. Mm -hmm. And they're both women. They are both women. And she will make a habit to go and give me a hug at the gym. And I know if he were to do anything, they would be calling me. Mm Mm-hmm. And telling me what is going on. See, and I loved my crew when I was at the mill. Before I went to the lab. <clears throat> I mean, I worked with some great people at the lab too. But at the mill, man, those guys were like family. Towards the end, I was really hard to leave. Oh, I bet. And like when I got told the mill that I was working at was shutting down, it was like, well, I have to keep going. Like I have to keep figuring out my money. But like, I think that's what's really hard about when you find friends at your workplace and you know you have to leave. And trying to keep those connections going or know that you didn't lose a piece of your life, but that you're... It's really hard to make certain bonds with the good people that I did find at the mines, though. Like, the crew that I found at ML5 will forever, more than they know, will still be family in my head. Yeah. Regardless of what anyone thinks or what anyone says, like, those guys, like, we all gained each other's respect. And they were all so good to me. And that was really hard to finally leave. So once you find your people and you decide that, you know, you need to move on, it's a really hard part to cut that point in life and move on. Oh, even with my last job, leaving was hard because I did did meet really great people. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, sometimes you do have to make that. It's like a band-aid. You just got to rip it off. True. It's a hard choice to make, but. But as much as I could talk about the bad with mining, it was honestly... I'm so grateful that I went there. Yeah. Because, I mean, look at where I'm at now. I'm still technically doing mining. Yep. And now I'm just teaching. I'm training. Yeah, you're in a different You're in a different area of mining. And it's taught me so much that I can use into my outside life where it taught me I'm not just a wife. I'm not just a mom. Recently, it was like before you got the shop, you were struggling though. Like, is anybody going to hire me? I was a stay-at-home mom. What are people going to think of it? Are you comfortable with going into that? Yeah. Let's talk about that because I feel like that is a huge struggle. So that is one of the downfalls of leaving mining. Um, And it was really scary because 
thank God my husband was around because I couldn't imagine if I was to quit while I was a mining as a single mom, no one was picking me up. Yeah. Not a damn person was looking at me uh, for any work because all I had was mining experience and maybe two years of dental assisting. And that was way too far off. Like six years of mining, that's my main career. Yep. And then two years of dental assisting before then, there wasn't much to show. Mm -hmm. And so coming into town and trying to find uh, a nine to five or something to work with my kids' schedule, honestly, was it kind of broke me down because it's like people aren't seeing my value Mm -hmm. or what I can bring to the table. Yeah, I was a minor, but I was so much more. And nobody looked at me past that. Like even equipment places, like I ran equipment and people like the places that ran equipment here Mm -hmm. wouldn't even hire me. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Literally, I'm I'm very, I don't want to be cocky, but like, I was qualified. I have all my paperwork saying what I'm signed off on. And even they wouldn't even give me the, like, even a side eye. Yep. It was an immediate, like, I think I waited like a day and I got a, you know, cannot accept. But I was like, it's fine. I don't want the job offer. I mean, I did a lot of growing while I took some time off. Yeah. I think that was one of, like, the biggest things with me when I decided to go back to work. It wasn't even because we needed it. It was like, oh my God, I'm I'm panicked. Like, what if me and my husband split? Yeah. Like, what am I supposed to do? I don't have anything under my belt. Mm-hmm. Like, and it was almost that. Not that we were close to splitting up, but it was just a thought in my head. I don't have any skills. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. Yeah. Like, thank God you are such a smart person in an office, though. I know it's not like your goal, like your goal to be in an office, but... Oh, like because of the experience that you have, honestly, any office around here would be lucky, but also because of your knowledge, you are so great at what you do, but it was just, I know you didn't enjoy it. No. And I think that was what was shitty. I I probably would hate what, what you did too, honestly, but it's the fact that I wouldn't even get a chance to hate it. Yeah. See, it was weird because they hired me for a position. Mm-hmm. And then the, so there was two of us that were hired and then they gave the better position to the older lady mm-hmm. because she did have previous background. Yeah. Well, two weeks in, I went on vacation mm-hmm. and then I came back from my vacation. So that's a total of three works of three weeks of being there. They pulled me in the office and they were like, Hey, it's not working out. She's going to take that position and we were going to push you into this position. Mm-hmm. Are you okay with that? And at first I was like, yeah, but it was billing essentially. Mm-hmm. So it was scary ordering, ordering. I worked in a glasses office. Yeah. So I was ordering the products, mm-hmm. billing the product and sending the insurance claim. And so I got like a week and a half of training. And then even then I had training wheels, mm-hmm. but uh, I learned that within a month of being there. Mm-hmm. And then they pushed me into another position before I hit my 90 days. So it was like a big one. You didn't win. even get a chance to grow though. Dude. Yeah. Or actually fully like. Like flourish. Em- yeah. Like, or even try and absorb all the information that you're being tossed to you. I think that's really bad. That's a bad habit everywhere. There's a certain point where you have to realize that if you're not effectively training people, you're failing your own company well, or you're failing the people that you're training yep. because you're not giving them that time to absorb the information that they're heavily like in your situation heavily being tossed at you you can't even take on one position because you're tossed down to the third position within 90 days like that happens everywhere even in mining oh where it was so hard to absorb anything so i can only imagine well because you're dealing with billing then 
you know, we're human, things are going to mess up, mm-hmm. but, you know, it felt like, oh my God, like, it was just, my brain was, I was coming home fried, I was more aggravated, mm-hmm. the most fights that I had with my husband was when I was working, mm-hmm. and then it was like, you're too drained to fight. Yeah, uh, when me and my husband fought the most, honestly, was actually flipped, is when I was staying at home. Yeah. See, and I kind of thrive off stress. Yeah. Now I have really bad anxiety to where I work it a little bit. Like, I, I know my limits with stress, but it's it's one of those, like, you have to know your limits. Yeah. But heavily stressful situations, I work better versus in an office. Because when for my current position, mm-hmm. I applied, you know, I applied for a receptionist position. Yeah. I got the interview for a receptionist position, and they said, yeah, you're not going to work as a receptionist here like that just won't work out and I was like uh I was about to be like what the fuck like I was pissed Mm -hmm. and they're like we want you to be an instructor and I was very blessed to have that opportunity but even then being an instructor can be hard depending on the demographic I'm working with yeah I couldn't you hear my phone calls that where I'm complaining there's just certain people that lack a lot of respect and that's just in every work field I almost feel like they see you they walk in and then Instantly, you're labeled again. Yeah. It doesn't matter how long I work. Nobody, that's, that's the shitty part, but I'm going to thrive past that. My goal for myself is I will be successful and I will be a leader in something. I think essentially though, you find your people wherever you go. And regardless of being in a heavily male oriented workforce or women on women, you find your people and that makes the job good for you. Enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you can't find it, then there's nothing wrong with staying at home. Yeah. I think I needed to stay at home for a little bit to realize that it wasn't for me. Oh, but not, yeah. you know, not exactly. It's not like the worst thing for me. I work only part-time, but I just, I like staying busy. That's exactly why I was like, we need to start our podcast. Dude, yeah. And I love this. Like this with working part-time, it's like, it works for us. It does. It works for me. Yes. It's been nice to have a project. I love this project. Me too. And I love my wave. Oh, I love <laughs> you too. <laughs> Our men are probably like, ugh, cringy. Quit it, guys. Every time. Every time. But yeah, no, I feel like, I don't know. I've learned a lot from different places too. Yep. But essentially, I don't know. Is it easier just only men or is it easier only women? I think. So I worked with an all-man crew, uh-huh. and there was always one person in every place I've been through. So when I was a dental assistant, I always had one person, like how mm-hmm. I told you, that one chick I caught going through my phone mm-hmm. when I was working with oh, a patient. that's insane. But then I've also had, you know, the few guys that used to be just hell on wheels in my, like, whole career. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be one person. What I've come to realize is it's what you make it. Yes. That, and, that was my comment. Not, not letting people get to you regardless if it's men or women yeah and keeping that mindset yeah because that's how you thrive oh yeah get comfortable with uncomfortable oh my gosh well and that was like one of one my old job I was just coming off of being a stay-at-home mom so I was quiet and there's my two co-workers are like you can talk at any point in time you know mm. like me over there just scared I'm gonna fart in a small space you're like, like- <laughs> Do you want to hear my vulgar humor yeah. or do you want to hear my manly farts? That's not allowed here. <laughs> we don't talk about that here. It's like Bruno. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no, I don't know. 
basically what we're saying is working regardless is hard. It is hard. Being a working parent, being a working individual, figuring it out, life, whatever it is, it's hard. Oh. Being an adult is is so hard. I do feel like the minds, though, I mean, it's your whole other challenges. You're working on heavy machinery. And see, me, I didn't, like, run hot trucks. I ran, like, dump trucks, loaders, skidsters, <laughs> dump trucks. guzzlers. Gu- okay, Google any of that, okay? And then you'll understand what I mean. Where it's, like, it's not big versus, like, what I look at was that's all light equipment. Mm-hmm. The people that drive hot trucks, they're the people that should be getting the rep for running major equipment. Yeah. My stuff, I ran, like, a forklift. Love that thing. And my skidster loved it. Were you, like, Peter? Oh, family guy <laughs> with your forklift Dude, I don't you don't even want to hear about my shit with the forklift honestly there was just certain things that Camille was not cut out to do but I still found enjoyment in it but it's it's just stuff like that you'll find your cue in life and you should stick to it or you should follow it or you should thrive off of it whatever it is yeah I think that's important yeah yeah well I think we're coming to an end yeah which we appreciate you for tuning in. Yeah, and if you guys have any other questions, please hit us up. If you want me to hit more on mining, then I can. Or if you want to ask Michaela what it's like to be working with women or whatever the case is, please shoot us a DM on our Instagram. She's not your average bro. I was just about to say that. So we have Instagram, TikTok. Yes. And if you're listening um, on Spotify. And Apple. And Apple. We're going to have a little section where you can um, send in some stuff. But yeah. we it's better on Instagram. Yeah, it's easier on Instagram. But hey, if you want us to do polls or whatever the case, feel free to shoot. <laughs> I'm sorry. What? Not the polls. <laughs> oh, oh. Polls. Poll. Maze. Polls. No, no, no. Regardless. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. My little squirrel syndrome for the day. But... Yeah, no, thanks for listening. Um, if you want to see more behind the scenes, we're going to start getting more active on our TikTok. Yeah, I'll actually get ready for this. <laughs> yeah, drop a follow. And like I said, hopefully we have a studio sometime soon. Yes. Yeah. But thanks for tuning in, guys. Bye, guys. Have a very nice day. Day. Clench them cheeks. Don't fart. Keep it going. Yeah.